Hey everybody, this is Sam, that girl with the curls, bringing you yet another amazing episode of the podcast, uh, if I do say so myself, and to do all the time, all day, every day. Uh, but this is a quick intro, but is no less important. This is episode 69, which I will leave you to, you know, create your own joke because I'm not going to do your work for you. Uh, everyone has to show their work in class, remember in math. Uh, but this is, uh, again, episode 69 with Katherine Elhoffer, who is a maker of fine fandom clothing. Uh, she's a seamstress, a sewer, a uh, businesswoman out of L.A. who has done uh, some amazing work uh, for fandom-oriented and geek-style clothing, uh, geek fashion. Uh, you should definitely go out and seek her, uh, seek out her work. It is gorgeous, and uh, from all the photos I see, it fits on people pretty damn good. So uh, if you have a particular fandom, uh, especially if you're into certain types of fandom, like some Star Wars or some uh, maybe some Hamilton, we get into a lot about Hamilton, uh, maybe some Harry Potters, you know, uh, I'm sure uh, you can find something for Catherine to make you, and it will be awesome. Uh, yeah, so we talk a lot about her career and various fandoms that she's into, and uh, yeah, she's just a really rad chick. Um, I really enjoyed talking to her, and we got along really great, so um, hopefully she'll be back to tell us all about how uh, Hamilton was when she goes to see it. Uh, so yeah, uh, please to enjoy episode 69, Catherine Elhoffer. Dear sweet sewing machine, I will Promise to love, honor, and keep you polished and clean. Oil, grease, all you can eat if you will turn my satin and silk into sugar and salt. Butter and milk and maybe a toy, a baby should how, how do I sound? I'm, t- I'm using a brand new mic. You sound and, great. Okay, cool, because I just realized I could listen to I have, I have headphones in on the microphone, so I want to make sure I'm not giving any like weird feedback. Nope, you're coming in crystal clear. Yay, cool. Yay! How do I sound coming in for you? Uh, good, it's weird. Uh, I So this is gonna this is so not important in the podcast, but like, <laughs> um, I have the microphone plug in my Mac, and then I have a microphone plug, or not microphone, a headphone plug on my Mac and the headphone plug on my mic, and I haven't used this before. I got it because I'm going to be on an, another podcast as like a regular. And they were like, "Oh, get a good microphone." I was like, oh, "Okay, sure." <laughs> so, so I got like the Yeti, and um, and so when I did a test call with my uh, producer like a few days ago, I plugged the headphones into my Mac, mm-hmm. and then I just heard him but didn't hear myself. And I was like, "Okay, that's fine. I don't have to hear myself. I'm not that much of a narcissist <laughs> like, <laughs> yet." Um, and then <laughs> exactly, and then. When I went to plug the microphone in just now, I saw that it had a headphone jack, and I was like, oh, I'll plug it into the microphone. That's probably the way it wants me to do it. I don't know. It doesn't... It came with, like, two directions. Like, plug it in and works. Like, done. Um, so now I'm hearing myself, and then you're playing on the speakers, and I'm like, oh, I hope that doesn't mean there's, like, weird feedback happening, like, or, like, where, like, you're hearing your voice twice or something. No, no. Uh, I, everything's good. Okay, cool. The microphone is just really fucking smart. Like, that's <laughs> great now. I, I'm so... I haven't bought, a like, a USB microphone since I was, like, in high school and I was like a freaking Logitech it was for like 20 bucks and I was like oh these must be they're a lot better than the $20 Logitech one that I got in 2004 yeah so. A friend of mine, like, uh, he does, um, uh, what, what are those, like, uh, uh, those video game videos where you watch them play. Oh, Let's Plays? Yeah, Let's Plays. God, you know, you figure that would just be obvious. 
Uh, but he, uh, he was showing me like a picture of like this, like really fancy microphone that he bought and everything for them. And I'm like, I just use my computer. <laughs> so, he's like, oh, that must be cheaper. Like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> so, it's like, it works for everybody in their own way, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was using like just my, my iPhone microphone when I called into this podcast uh, last week because they wanted me to guest on it and then that was like a, a trial to try for this new podcast mm-hmm. and they're like yeah yeah we, we love it but like you need a better mic <laughs> but my iPhone microphone is like everything like why do I need what? why do I have to spend money <laughs> and then they're, I was, they're like what do you want to spend I was like I don't know like a hundred dollars I don't have a ton of money right now they're like okay here here's this this Yeti's like 120 my husband works at Best Buy, so I was like, perfect, mm. it's actually going to be like 80 bucks, perfect. Nice. So. It's like, employee relation discount. Right? Right, I yeah. Used work, I used to work at Best Buy, too, so we went to a store that I used to work at, too, so I'm like, I'm pretty sure, had he had not, not been there, they would have just given me the discount anyways. Oh, there you like, go. You worked here for three years, you can get the discount for life. I'm Well, and then you should be like, we should get double uh, mm-hmm. discount, because I mm-hmm. uh, should, you know, bring that sucker down to 40 or something, and... <laughs> It's Best Buy. They they're not that nice. Oh damn! Uh, so what's the new podcast that you're going to be a uh, part of? Uh, it's called Film Shock, and it's by uh, the same people that do. Oh god, it was a Star Wars podcast. I my brain is freaking fried, so I'm a bad example. But um, they do a Star Wars uh, rap weekly podcast, and so they want to do one on just like movie pop culture mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and they wanted a, a second host, or a third host, because it's um, Geek Girl Diva is one of the hosts, and then, and then Ryan, I can't remember his full name. Um, and so they're like, we, we want a third host. I was like, well, I, I don't want to come off as like a like talent or something, anything <laughs> like that, because I am such, I am a seamstress. Yeah. But uh, I'm also a fangirl, and I have many feels, and I like to talk about those feels. <laughs> and so if I can do so in a like in a weekly or bi-weekly manner that would be rad <laughs> yeah and they're like okay yeah and so they're like you fit in well with us and i was like yeah i'm i'm a hufflepuff i get along with everyone so. there we go <laughs> yeah it's not a problem so it was just it was just so great and so um Were so you yes, s- they invited me out to be a, a co-host and because i get asked by enough uh people on other like to be on other podcasts and i'm like i should probably have a decent mic so that way i don't sound like i'm like calling in from like <laughs> a- a- antarctica like mm-hmm. just i should nice because then it makes me seem you know better and more professional well you should just play that up where you're like yep it's really cold out here in antarctica Uh, (laughs) trying my best to making the clothes and trying not to starve or freeze to death so (laughs) no ideal just running i'm making the penguins run the electricity running on a treadmill (laughs) you're like quiet back to work tom tom exactly I should totally do that. I'm so not clever enough for that. Oh. <laughs> I, use, I use all my cleverness on my pattern making. There we go. Well, and I mean that's a, that's a perfect segue, uh, you know, to a certain extent because uh, how how I became familiar with you is your uh, your beautiful garments that you've been making and just posting on Twitter and Facebook and, and everything. Um, I mean, well, thank you. they're just so pretty. <laughs> it's like just staring. You're like. Oh man, look at those! That's just awesome. <laughs> oh my god, thank you. I so I guess we could actually be starting now. I guess. Yeah, we're we're technically starting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm on like the Nerdist podcast where they're just like, "Oh, we're just going to talk." Oh, by the way, we're recording. I know. I kind of took like a a, a page from that book. Where I mean, yeah. I really don't do like huge intros, but uh, I do uh do one right before the podcast starts. Like I record okay. another one. So yeah. Um. So yeah. So I I, uh, I just I love to sew. Like I've been sewing since I was like. 15 mm-hmm. and um i started in ren Faire, which is so nice. crazy. And I, 
I actually, I can't, it's so hard for me to go to the Ren Fair now, because I'm just like, oh god, this is like, like a, over a decade ago for me, and it's mm-hmm. just such a different world, but, uh, Is it hard, like, from a design perspective to, like, uh, look at everything? Uh, it's, well, it's hard, because I, I can't, so I, I was really good close with, like, we called them the costume Nazis, but the, the <laughs> women that were, like, in charge of making sure that everything was, like, period, accurate, historical, mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. um, or as accurate as it can be with modern textiles, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I was in the Fae Guild, so I was allowed to do fantasy stuff, so, like, I didn't have as much rules on me, but I still loved, like, the historical accuracy side of it, mm-hmm. um, and so, uh, Sorry, I'm in the, I have, I'm prepping for a con right now, and so I have oh, the yeah. person who's helping me, like, do you want me to bring a dolly? And I'm like, okay. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> so, uh, so for me to go, to go to a Ren fair, it's like, okay, well, there's the historical side of it, which I'm like, most of the stuff that, like, patrons wear is so not accurate, and even the stuff that's sold by vendors, like, where it's, like, the the lace front bodices. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, tap, or, um, like, sofa fabric. I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> like, sure, <laughs> let's do it. And then having, and then it, I loved when people would come dressed up in, like, other fandoms, but it's like, yeah, Monty Python isn't really accurate. <laughs> Thrones, like, that's really cool that you're Cersei, but, like, that's a fantasy history. Yeah. So, like, I'm, so it's hard for me to turn off the rules that are in my head of, like, that wasn't accurate. Like, that's not, that's not period. That's not, that's no, not I, uh, so I can kind of relate to that because there's a his- I was a history major in college, and so there are certain movies I can't watch that are, you know, quote-unquote history-oriented, because I'm like, no, that's not even remotely what happened back then, or you just, Uh-oh. like... Com- I lost you. Oh. We here? There you are. Am I here? Okay. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still good. Sorry, like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I was I was just saying with the... Um, I don't know, how much did you hear? <laughs> uh, when you were in school, you, and then, then, like, you cut off. Okay. So in school, I was a history major. Okay. And so watching movies of that nature was difficult. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're always, like, watching it. I could ruin a movie for members of my family who didn't study history, because I'd be like, that's not accurate. Like, that yeah. didn't even remotely happen. So. Once you have knowledge, and having worked in film now, I'm like, once you have knowledge of actual history or actual things, like, even just, like, people that get shot in movies, and I'm like, yeah, that's not actually accurate to what yeah. <laughs> um, It's so terrible how the film industry has just shaped our knowledge of the world, and how the, if you actually study it. Because I was a history major to start with, and then I moved to costume design. Because mm-hmm. uh, my parents were like, no one does anything with a history major besides being a teacher. Like, you're, you're going to get a real degree. I'm like, ha I'm going to get a costume degree. <laughs> you're like, wait a second, this went more differently than we thought it would. <laughs> yeah. They're like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> so, um, totally uh, got them. Yeah, <laughs> like, ha-ha, yeah. mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, but once you have that knowledge, it's so hard to, like, turn it off. And especially being, like, a fangirl, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard to not be, like, a know-it-all. Yeah, <laughs> you're just, yeah, uh, I remember there was a, there are a couple of movies I can t- kind of turn my brain off, like, one's a Jesse James movie, and it's mostly because Colin Farrell is playing Jesse James, I'm like, I'm okay with this, that's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yes. We, like, say with, like, the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves with, um, uh... Kevin Costner? Yeah, as I was going to say, Kevin Costner, was it Kevin Costner? Like, I'm totally fine with no British accent, because he's beautiful, and I just want to see his face. Like, especially 90s Kevin Costner, like, yes, please. Yeah, before it was just kind of like, okay, old man Kevin Costner. Yeah, I, I, I mean, whatever. Well, I take it or leave it. It's I, true. I just like young Kevin Costner. <laughs> but young Harrison Ford, he's, he's fine now, but like, I really love, like, Indiana Jones. Oh my god, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, yes, right there. It's total, total eye candy, which I'm 100% fine with. Yeah. There's always that exception to the rule that you place in your own head. <laughs> <It's> just... Yeah. 
So uh, what moved you out of uh, doing Ren Faire stuff? Um, so, after, so I was in Ren Faire, and then I went to college, and when I was in, uh, it was my first year of college, and I was still in the fair, I, I prepped my own uh, fae look, and I was like a storyteller elf, I loved it, mm-hmm. and then um, I joined with the costume shop, my fi- like my the end of my first year at school, and going back, like I didn't go away for college really, I, I went, I lived in, I lived in Missouri, in like 30 miles outside of St. Louis, and then I went to school in St. Louis, mm-hmm. so I went away to school in that I didn't, I really didn't go home at all, because I didn't have a car my first year, so oh. I was just <laughs> trapped on campus, um, but after going back to the Ren Fair and then and then try and then trying to do school as well, and it's and I I was one of the smartest kids in my high school at my public high school outside the city, <laughs> but uh, I went to the school that was way too smart for me. <laughs> like, oh no! Uh, and I, I did fine, but like I had to actually study and actually work and and mm-hmm. have, you know I mean read read everything. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I can't I can't do Ren Fair, which required like fifty hours of volunteer work uh, at the site, which totally made sense because you're giving back. Yeah. So. Uh, I was just like, I can't do this and also be the person that I need to be as an adult. Uh, <laughs> so I backed away. And like a lot of kids, a lot of the kids that I was in the Ren Fair with, they, they didn't go away for college. And so they were still in like this high school mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not that, not that you're, that's a bad thing, but to me it was. And so I was like, I just can't stay in this like, you know, you, oh, you're dating the same guy. You're dating the guy that I, I'm actually, you want to date the guy that I'm dating or vice versa. And like being like, just like, you know, catty girls and, uh, I had, so I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm going back to college. And, like, it was a very expensive school that I was at. I was like, yeah, I need to get my, my money's worth because uh, this is not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I kind of backed away. But then I was, I, my, I, my, also, my costume passion got moved to the costume shop because mm-hmm. I was helping build costumes for the plays that they were putting on. And then the costume shop manager saw how fast I was because I had been sewing for, so, for like, you know, four years. Mm-hmm. So she was like, oh, she, I remember she passed me a bunch of skirts for Fiddler on the Roof. Oh. And, uh, which is just like, you know, uh, they're just generic, like, rectangle skirts that are mm-hmm. uh, ruched in or pleated in. And uh, I finished them all in, like, a few hours, and she expected it to last me, like, a few days. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, Sally, I'm done. And she was like, what do you mean you're done? No, no, you're, there's no way you're done. And I showed her. And she was, like, trying to pick apart, like, where, like, she couldn't figure out how I had sewn them up so fast, because mm-hmm. it requires just so much labor. And I was like, oh, rather than basting them first, I just curled, like, like folded it over and just sewed it all in. And she was like, uh, okay, I, I, that's not supposed to work, but for you it worked. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, <laughs> so you basically blew her mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it stands out for me because I was like, I, I'm no one. I, how, how am I like blowing this woman's mind? She's like, she's like a PhD student. <laughs> what the, what's going on? But, but it, it worked. And so then she was like, you need to take a costume class. Like you actually should be taking classes for this. So that's when she pushed up, uh, turned me on to the costume uh, design professor, who then like we bonded immediately. And I'm, I was like one of two in the in the costume design program. So it was a the Washu where I went was not is not known for theater. Mm-hmm. Um, it's known for law and medical and business, okay. not theater. But they have a theater program and it's amazing. Um, so so yeah. So then uh, I started doing costume design. I was like, this I didn't know this was a thing you could do. I thought <laughs> that the woman who did Lord of the Rings just kind of lucked into it. Yeah, <laughs> she just <laughs> fell into the job. Yeah, there's a whole path for this. Oh my god, I want to do this. <laughs> so, uh, so then, like, I came home. I was like, Mom, I want to be a costume designer. And she's like, What the hell is that? <laughs> Okay. Well, it's like, fairly yeah. self-explanatory. They design yeah. the costumes. And... Yeah. She's like, she's like, can you do that from St. Louis? And I'm like, probably not. <laughs> probably going to have to move to L.A. or New York. But, you know, that's okay, right? And she's like, 
you're a small town girl. What are you doing? So <laughs> then you're like, I'm living in a lonely world. And you just like really yeah. dive into a journey, like uh, kind yeah. of thing. That is life. Journey is life. <laughs> um, but but no, so it just blew their mind. Cause like I was the first born. And so it's just, so I, I gave them like three years to like, really come to terms with the fact that I was probably going to leave St. Louis to pursue this dream. And like, even to this day, my mom was like, but would you consider moving back? Maybe now that you're doing stuff from your home, you could move back. I'm like, yeah, except that there's no fabric district in St. Louis. And so it'd be much harder to get the textiles that I use. Mm -hmm. And also there's no factories that I can work with there. Like I'm going to stay in LA. Um, I like it here, but, uh, but yeah, so it was just, I let them come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I graduated, uh, school uh, two or three weeks later I had packed up my car with a friend of mine and we moved out, moved out to LA wow so yeah. yeah it's like it's the it's the tried and true hero's journey right there that's what that exactly. is exactly I was like I'm basically like Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. so just stuff it up um, you're just yeah, staring I, off into twin suns going why not me <laughs> yeah and I, and, I, well, and I was like I guess that's I, Luke's that's a really bad analogy because he actually doesn't really control his destiny no <laughs> kind of, he falls into it pretty much god who, who would it, I, i'm like i can't relate to any of them. i'm like i'm a guess i guess i'm hermione because mm. harry didn't even fought, like choose his path he just oh my god right him. so i'm like i'm hermione i believe i oblivated my parents and i was like peace i'm gonna go <laughs> see um, if hermione had been the main character of that story voldemort would have been like taken care of like oh god, yeah. fourth like, book yeah <laughs> or if harry had been a hufflepuff <laughs> I would like to actually see some of those stories told from like a Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff's <laughs> point of view. Be like, I'm sure the fan fiction is there. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's just it it fascinates me because it's always you know Gryffindor Sly- Slytherin, obviously oh, yeah. because reasons. Uh, but those two houses, you're like you got you figure the Ravenclaws are just kind of like, what is going on over there? <laughs> every year for us we just want to take our owls yeah it's like we just want to graduate god damn it (laughs) yeah no uh, there's there's like thinking about i'm like there's not a whole lot of characters that really control their story like even katniss doesn't really control her story it's other people affecting her yeah i think even when she tries to take control of it it just never seems to work out well for her Yeah, I'm Hermione. I, I'm mm. Hermione. I, did you see the trailer that came out like forever ago? That was like if Hermione, it was if it was Hermione's story in Harry Potter, and it like re they recut mm-hmm. like every, every. Oh my god, I loved that so bad. Uh, yeah, because you're just like yeah, right. Yeah, Hermione <laughs> fighting the patriarchy. Let's do it. Exactly. Hell, if someone just wrote like a, a novel series that's just based off of that. I mean, I so I. I don't know where we're going with this podcast necessarily, but I will dive into this because I do in every other podcast that I go on. Uh-huh. I read a ton of Potter fan fiction, and it's always centered around Hermione because she's my favorite character. Like she's well, my second favorite character next to Severus Snape. Mm. And yeah, like there's there's a couple that I, that I love that rewrite basically from like the fifth book on the story of uh, the, 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 the Potter story. And they try to follow like the general like Harry's version of it, but it's like more from Hermione's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones that I tend to lean, to lean towards are Snape Hermione ones, where they're like they connect. Oh, that's your them. that's your ship. That's my ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm fine with it. And I know that people hate it, and I don't really care because <laughs> um, I accept who I am. <laughs> I've made peace like, with myself. Yeah, I've accepted who I am as a garbage person. Um, <laughs> but also, like, I just I don't like ones where she's a kid. That's disgusting. And like ones where they're like together together when she's a student. Like those are always very iffy for me because there's a lot of like sexual predators and like oh yeah yeah that but i love the ones where it's it's very clear that she is an adult like she, and and where like because already the oldest in the grade she was born like early september so mm-hmm. she's already like 12 when everyone else is 11 and same with you know as they go up 
And the time turner in her third year, she has her placing normally like another year ahead because she did so much traveling back in time. Oh my god, she, right? Yeah, like you know she traveled back more than like each day. She did at least like four passes that day because <laughs> she had to take a nap. She had to go to the library for a few hours. Like yeah, she 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 was busy. So she's got another at least another year on top of that. I and firmly then, believe so Hermione like, never slept. Yeah, and no, she doesn't sleep. She reads books. And that's what her sleep is. But also, she's just emotionally and mentally like just more mature than everyone else. And, and I relate to that because that was me. I remember my mom would joke when I was like 11 of like, you just want so badly to be an adult, don't you? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Right? I would very much like to control my own life, please. Thank you. No, I, w- I was like that too. Or like whenever there, there are those like um, quizzes that are like, would you mm-hmm. want to go back in time? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I don't want to be younger. I, no. I hated being younger. Yeah. I liked like when I started when I was like 21 on was pretty damn good like I feel yeah. like that's where it you know when I could start drinking and everything yeah when I went, like when people just stopped like looking down on me and questioning my intelligence and mm-hmm. people still question things like like are you really a fan whatever because fanboys exist and they can mm-hmm. sometimes suck but uh you're holding a general, Pokemon in your picture I mean I think that just helps out right there I try. I try. well and that was like when I was at that was back when I was at we love fine they were taking like glamour shots and I was like I have to pose with Pikachu and like I looked off like off the camera and my the photographer's like why are you look at the camera and I was like no if this is a glamour shot I have to look away from the camera that's right <laughs> so I forgot I still have that picture attached to my Skype <laughs> you start doing like what the um uh was it the brimper photo from uh, uh sex criminals oh yeah <laughs> you just start doing that yeah I need to take new photos really bad I need to take new headshots really bad and I just haven't had time because I've been busy sewing. Is it all for, is it usually, usually for like cons and, or just for professional yeah, reasons? Yeah, like when cons, want, or like, you know, for stuff like this, or like every time I'm on like a podcast, I'm like, oh yeah, could you send like photos, like a photo of yourself? And I'm like, oh, I don't, do I have a photo of me? <laughs> like a recent one? <laughs> yeah, that's always, the, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of happy that I, my, uh, my visage doesn't really change all that much over the years. Like, my hair is so curly that I can go almost a whole year without cutting it, and no one will notice the difference. Gosh, that's amazing. Well, right? I, always, I throw my hair up in a bun most days anyway, so I'm like, I don't really notice, but my hair color changes, because I'm like, oh, I, I think I want to do blue, now purple, now, like, you know, galaxy, I don't know. <laughs> At I mostly let my hair color friend just do whatever she wants, because, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I don't... I don't care. I'm not an actor. I don't have to have a constant look. Like, surprise me. Yeah. I'm like, whatever you want to do. You want to add some pink in? Sure, add some pink in. Uh, <laughs> the upkeep but, on that must be a little bit hard, though. <laughs> uh, it, it would be if I cared about it. There we go. Because <laughs> people are like, oh, you should wash with, like, purple shampoo or blue shampoo. I'm like, uh, I wash with the shampoo that's in my shower. Cause yeah. I, I just couldn't care less about what my hair looks like. I, I like it to look pretty, and it went, but when it's faded, even now it's super faded, mm-hmm. and I get so many compliments. Oh my god, your hair is so cool! <laughs> I was like, cool. I need to touch it up, I guess, but cool. I like that you like it. No, no, I'm the same way. Like I, um, so my sister and I have very different types of hair. She has stock straight, mine is curly, and so both of us have been like, no, I want your hair because I don't want to do anything with this. And she's like, yeah. I want your hair because I want to do all the things. Grass is always greener, <laughs> right? Always. Uh, it's just, it just never ends. <laughs> no, well, and, yeah, so I just, I, I've never really been one to focus on, like, my looks, because mm-hmm. I've always been so focused on my craft and art, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I could, I could try doing makeup today, but why? <laughs> he was like, like, what's the point? Uh, yeah, yeah, I went out yesterday and actually did makeup, and I was like, what? I, I was putting my, my, my tinted moisturizer on, because I was like, I don't want, I don't want to do foundation, mm-hmm. and I'm just smearing it on, I'm like, 
will you sink into my skin? What, what, what's next? Do I wait for you to dry? Like, what are we doing here? Why do I suck at this? Yeah, no, it's like the, the, there was that point in my life where I was like, I missed a class for girls, apparently, you know? Yeah, I've I've always felt that. Always. Yeah, it's like, I, apparently they told everyone else what to do, but but I was left out or sick that day and no one bothered to help catch me up, because I'm just like... I I was like, did they pull the girls aside at recess? Because I often asked during recess to just stay inside and read, Mm. um, because I very much was Hermione. I'm like, did I miss, I I, I definitely missed the, like, I I definitely went to, like, the fifth grade or fourth grade where they pulled all the girls out and with the boys in a separate room, like, okay, here's what's going to happen to your body. Like, I, I know I was in that, that one. Yeah. Is there one after that with like, okay, so this, this is what's going to happen to your bodies. Here's how to prevent it. Or here's mm-hmm. how to, you know, delay it. Or here's how to make it not so bad. Like when mm-hmm. the acne happens, here's how to f- clean it up. Yeah. I never got those classes. Like, yeah. That was a, was a, those were some rough years, right? <laughs> yeah. Those were really rough. It was a, we're, like, I want to have a kid now. And I'm like, I want to have a kid just so I can make it not so bad for them to be like, okay, they're not going to pull you aside and show you how to, like, do winged eyeliner. So here, we're going to go take a class on how to do winged eyeliner. We'll do it together. Yeah, I had uh, I had one or two friends who could, like, help me out from time to time. But then at, at that point, I was like, God, I just don't, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like, the, the furthest I go is, like, a little bit of powder and eyeliner. And then I'm like, this is enough. Like, yeah. I, I have to, I sweat a lot during the day because I lift boxes. So it's like, there's mm-hmm. no point. This isn't yeah. going to look good by the end of the day. When I, and I sweat all day. I, I, like Whenever I'm walking around, I have sweat really easily because I just, I'm like genetically disposed to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, if I put it on, I'm just going to be beat red anyway. So <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really matter. When, and every now and then, like every few years, I'm like, I should you know what? I should buy new makeup. Let, let's clear out and let's go to Sephora and mm-hmm. I'll spend, I'll spend $400. It's going to be a lot of money, <sighs> but fine. I'll just do it. And so every few years I have done that and I've, I'll, every now and then I'll bring like a makeup artist friend with me to be like, okay, what do I absolutely need? <laughs> and then, and then you can show me all the eye, eyeshadow palettes you want, but I just want the neutral one. Cause I just don't care. Yeah. It's like, like, I don't need the swath of green right here. It's not yeah, every time I put blue, like, uh, shadow on i'm like oh i look just like i did when i was 13 and my mom would buy me like four different blue palettes because you're you have blue eyes you should have blue makeup and i'm like i just look like mimi from the drew carey show so no <laughs> like neutral or nothing oh my god yeah. my mentality is messed up no um, like i love the drew carey show mimi's a great reference yeah but that's what it reminds me of. and that or like i, I just i immediately see like my 13 year old me where i'm like yeah i don't need to see that face in the mirror anymore yeah I, i'm not 13 anymore i have to look at this all the time i don't want to be reminded of the glory days <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so so yeah so yeah i definitely missed all those classes i did not well and actually i, I never took a class when i was in, in uh, high school or or under for sewing like so i'm like i didn't like i mi- i missed the sewing class too like mm-hmm. the, i never took home ec okay but um i t- i basically taught myself how to sew my grandma taught me when i was like six but i don't remember anything of that because i was six do you um, i mean do you know is that where like your your love of it started or did it did you realize that more down the line i really don't more down the line because like i i when i was six or seven maybe i was in like kindergarten or first grade, whatever class you're in at that age yeah and um we had to do we had different countries we had to we each got assigned and so i was assigned to mexico and you had to like make a doll or like like do a doll around that country mm-hmm. so my grandma helped me make like a little stuffed like gingerbread looking doll mm-hmm. and then i i made like a poncho for it and i made him a sombrero and, like, <laughs> and i was like this is mexico like the super stereotypical midwest version of mexico yes yeah. like, 
And it's funny because I'm now married to a Mexican descended Latino. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, that's super racist, but you know. Do you have, you do you have that doll around somewhere? You're like, look, it's what I made. Yeah, this, is my, this is you. I didn't even know this was you, but I made you when I was like seven. I made like, a voodoo doll of you and you came true. <laughs> that's not creepy. No. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, but no, so that she taught me from like, you know, you, how to like bag things out and how to like, you, you sew the good fabric together. And then when you turn it inside out, that's now your piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the extent of what I learned. Cause if we didn't make anything with like zippers or dresses, it was just that. And then from then I started drawing in all of my notebooks, I would draw dresses like front and backs of them. Mm-hmm. And I had American girl doll, So I would, I would hand make stuff for them using remnants that my mom would buy me from Walmart or whatever. Which, uh, um, which American girl dolls did you have? Uh, <laughs> I come from a privileged family, and so uh, my I started with Felicity, mm-hmm. and then I also got Kirsten. Oh no, I started with Kirsten, and I had to save up for Felicity. My mom, my mom made me save up fifty dollars, then she paid the rest of it. Okay, um, and I had to I had to save up with like babysitting money or chores money. Like I had to like you know clean up around the house to save money. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then I also had. Uh, my, let's see, my sister had Samantha and Addie, and then my other sister ended up getting Molly, and then she also got one of the My Twins, and then she got Kit. Mm. I think those were the two that I had. I can't remember what happened after, like, after Kit was released, if there were other dolls, because I may have gotten another one, but, like, that was, like, the height of my day was Felicity and Kirsten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and they were from, like, the, the time periods that I really loved. Well, Samantha, too, but my sister had Samantha, so I couldn't also have Samantha. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I know I had, I had Samantha because, obviously, with the name... Um, yes. <laughs> it's hard not to notice that one. Um, but yeah, I had, uh, cause I, I didn't have necessarily like, the dolls, but I had like their, uh, like workbooks and, uh, oh, yeah. like, recipe books and all that stuff. Oh. So we, we actually tried to make some of the stuff that, you know, like, oh, Felicity, like how to make ink from walnuts. And, yep. uh, and for Kirsten, it was how to make her, um, St. Lucia. Yes. Uh, knots, which I totally did that, that year that I got Kirsten, I totally tried to be like tried to, tried to celebrate that holiday my family is i think she was swedish my family is not swedish we are german descendants so uh, like, what are you doing it's like what's going on close like, enough oh, it's december 11th or whatever it's saint lucia but i can't even remember exactly <laughs> i remember doing that be like i could be this <laughs> so no, i cannot make bread um, no like I, I think we uh because kit was the world war ii one right uh, it was the 20s. 20s. Molly was the World War II. Molly, okay, okay. Because we were trying to do, like, the Victory Garden stuff yeah. and making the, like, I think there was, like, a soup, like, an alphabet soup or something like that. Yeah, uh, so, that. yeah, my my stepmother was really, like, helpful with uh, my sister and I, like, doing some of those. So we we did, like, a whole dinner that was based off of those books one time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, we did something. We accomplished things today. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. <laughs> yeah. We, we had all, I, I read all those books and tried to do all the different recipes. I loved all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like good activities and everything. And you're just going like, oh my God, I want to be more like this person. And, and I was, I was down with Felicity. Like I, uh, I don't know when I switched from the civil war to the American revolution, but, uh, that, that became my, my war of choice in American history. Yeah. The revolutionary war was always like a war that I was super fascinated by. Mm-hmm. And, it kind of works now with the Hamilton stuff that I'm working on. Like I got obsessed with Hamilton. Oh like, my god! Mm. I just I love the founding fathers. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't believe that like so many countries have tried to form, and we were one of the few that were successful. Yeah. And are still around. We just managed to like make it work a little bit more than everyone else, and we're like, yeah, yay, we're here. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I, I that France we had a revolution at the same time, and then they had like 20, 30 years of like 
the the war of uh, like the 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 years of horror or whatever oh my, where they're just right yeah everyone dies just everyone <laughs> well and, and and yeah i mean i've i've had classes where we've actually gone into like the nitty gritty of like why did the french revolution totally not work you know all that kind yeah. of stuff and you're like wow they just it did not go well <laughs> No, but I've seen your your dresses for Hamilton, like the ones that you've posted. And it's just like want need. <laughs> yeah, I've been getting that response a lot. I I'm actually I'm going to Hamilton. See, I'm going to go to New York in a few weeks to see it. Um, when Lynn yes. announced his last day, I was like, "Well, shit, now I really got to go." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was going to go. I swear, I was going to go. I just didn't have time. Like, so how appropriate time. is it that he's ending like right after the Fourth of July weekend? So I love it so. He's so he did that on purpose. I know he did. Oh, of that course he did. Um, so, so, so I had already been planning this Hamilton collection for like a few months, and then I, I, I wanted to release it around like not release it, but like release pictures and stuff around the Tonys because I know there's going to be a big hype because it's going to sweep. I mean, it's going to destroy. I'm if, so excited. If it doesn't, there's going to be a mini revolution of oh, yeah, Hamilton fans. If it fans. doesn't, I will. Uh, we will rise. Like yeah. we will rise up, just if, like in the song. If that's um, uh, if that Steve Martin one wins anything, be like, no, Steve Martin, you go away. Yeah, I mean, honestly, even if like I love uh, uh, the Grofster for uh, as um, King George, mm-hmm. I'm like I don't think he should win over Devi Diggs for supporting actor because Devi doesn't both acts as yeah. two different characters. Mm-hmm. Like he is just life, and yes. so. Like anytime you start singing, you're just automatically happy. I mean, oh yeah, like I just, I just smile. I don't, and I don't care that Jefferson is like the villain in the second. Like, I don't. I love him. <laughs> he's like he's such a happy dick. I mean, look he's, at that. Exactly. Like so, yeah. So I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he announced his last day, um, I dove in and like immediately grabbed tickets. I was like, I don't care. Like resale tickets. I don't care about price. I have to see the show. Yeah. Um, and I kept keep comparing it to Wicked. I never saw Wicked with Kristen Chenoweth and Adina Menzel, and mm-hmm. like, I it, it kills me. I'm like, I wish I had seen it with them because they're amazing and they created the like they really formed and created the character. Yeah. So, um, so I'm gonna go see it, and so I, I wanted to have the shoot and everything done and ready to, sh- to to potentially try to get it into Lynn's hands and have him, sorry, mm-hmm. have him like approve it or like I want to talk to him about possibly forming a, a Kickstarter to fund an actual production run and have his approval to do so and, and if he wants licensing to do that um, because I've had so much positive response to it like the, the blue coat dress tunic top type t- thing is just it's so pa- empowering mm-hmm. yeah uh, I mean and, there's lots of women who want to um, yeah. play Hamilton in, in their own ways or, or play yeah. one of the soldiers and everything it's just yeah and as, as much as we all can relate to Eliza and Angelica mm-hmm. I mean I personally relate to Hamilton because I yeah. am stop and I, and I feel like I'm running out of time. Like I got to keep going. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I want to, I want to pitch that to him. And I, so I, I haven't been taking any orders on it or anything. Cause I, I want to talk to him first, especially as an artist, as a fellow artist, I respect everything he built. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't want to just go stepping all over and granted it's all based on like historical facts, but yeah. Um, no, I, so I want to take it to him first and, like, see how, what he thinks and if he'd be down for me either hand-making stuff or if he'd be like, yeah, let's do, let's you know, do Kickstarter for the for the blue coat dresses or for the whole collection and see whatever you can whatever you can do. Like, I, I don't know. He seems so open and loving that I mm-hmm. feel like he would approve pretty much no matter what, but I want to really talk to him 
um, or at least let him see it and see. Um, and I have some connections to him, so I'm hopefully going to be able to at least, if nothing else, I'll be able to pass, like, a booklet of the photos to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he would actually, like, invite me backstage, I think I might die. <laughs> and and I've already imagined, because I'm a fangirl, I'm like, what would happen if he, I meet him? Like, oh, my God, I would just immediately start crying. Like, just, just oh, no. tears, nonstop. Like, oh, my God, I love you. Are, uh, are you going to wear one of your, one of your dresses? Or you... I'm actually going to probably put out, like, um, a, a Twitter survey thing and, mm-hmm. like, ask people to say, because I've, I've built... Uh, like four or five of the dresses are in my size or I could squeeze into. So I'm like, I, I'll let them decide which one I should be. Um, and so you've got the, you've got the blue one. You did a, the, the green one from the second act, right? Yeah. So Hamilton's the green coat, uh, which is also at the end of the first act too in nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Um, at least from what I've pieced together from like the gift sets and stuff. I know, right. You're just trying to like, okay, what happens? In this? Um, so the, uh, I've been calling it the A dot ham coat. And so that's, the green coat. um, Thomas Jefferson's look, which it's his uh, velvet, like his prince look. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's like that one is just so gorgeous. Just when Davi Diggs is, is wearing it, like as a dress. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and I did that one with the, with the skirts actually removable, like the purple underskirt is removable. So it's it, actually that's how I did most of the dresses. So that way you could wear it as just like a top with leggings. And so when, when we did the shoot, we saw like a couple of the girls wearing it with leggings. And I was like, oh, that is super sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am I am 100% for this. Um, <laughs> and then I did Angelica in her like, it's weird because the based on like the lighting, it changes the the dress because it's a, a two-tone dress. Mm-hmm. But uh, my interpretation of it was like an orange with like a pink um because she is in warm colors, so it's yeah. like the warm color dress. Uh, Eliza is in like a turquoise with a mint accent, mm-hmm. uh, and I I actually really love Eliza's dress, but I made it in like a size small, extra small, because I knew the model that I wanted to have wear it. Um, so it's super tiny. I don't think I could fit into that one because I'm definitely like a extra large at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blue coat dresses, which I ended up making four blue coats because I wanted to do, I wanted to recreate the, like, I've been calling it, like, the swag shot of, like, like Hamilton meeting, like, seeing Mulligan, Lawrence, and um, Lafayette, Lafayette mm-hmm. all in, like, like, the pimp look. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> What that. time is it? Showtime. <laughs> and then, uh, and so in, in the blue coat one, I made one in my size as well. And then uh, Lafayette, which is also in my size because uh, Abria, who is my Jefferson model and Lafayette model, she's a little bit smaller than me, and so I was like, okay, cool, I can, I can totally make these in, like, approximately my size, mm-hmm. and then, which Lafayette's also beautiful, because it's, like, this dark purple ponte with gold accents, it's life, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, and then a last minute edition was Burr, because I, I, did, I, I was like, oh, well, Burr can be in one of the blue coats, too, like, who cares, it's a blue coat, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I was talking to a friend, and they were like, you know, he, he's the, he, he's the true, like, villain, or whatever, he also could be considered the, you know, the protagonist, mm-hmm. so you probably should do burr and i was like okay fine i'll do burr and then i and then as, as, as i'm making it i'm like actually i really love this dress so <laughs> I'm i made it out of the same purple of lafayette because burr wears like purple maroon colors mm-hmm. uh, so i actually really do like it i don't know if they've actually even talked about like what they're going to be performing at the tonys or if they're just leaving it a surprise but do you think they're going to do the opening again or are they going to I would hope not, because that's already been, that was done last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope that they perform something, and I would, ho- God, I, would I would die if it was, like, nonstop. Or, right. Uh, uh, oh, I mean, I would love for them to perform the final, act, like, the final song, too. Yeah. <laughs> they can't. Like, that would just, I would, we would die. We would all just die. There was um, this uh, video I saw, um, I actually did a, a whole article about uh, different animatics that have been made based on the Hamilton soundtrack. Yeah. And uh, the one that I really love the most is based off of that um, 
that break in the the final song when Hamilton is talking about like all of the, you know he's basically going through his entire life. Yes, yes, I saw that same animatic. It is beautiful, right? Like just the way that they can that they they worked everything together to make it yeah. seamless. It's just like oh my god, if they made a movie like an animated movie, <sighs> I'm getting goosebumps right now. What I would so like there, there's been so much talk about being a Hamilton movie, and, and Lynn I think even said like you know. There probably will be, but like in a while, and I don't mm-hmm. know if we'd be performing as each other, like as the characters. I think it'd be new, a new cast, and I'm like, no, make yeah. a freaking animated movie and be the voices. That's all I want. I want your voice. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine anyone else and anyone else being Washington. I'm like, I'm really excited. There's gonna be a female Washington. Like that makes me super happy. But I'm like, no. But the, all the actors that are voices in them, like you're you're the voices that I like. I play in my car every day. <laughs> no, I'm I'm the same way with like original voice casts and everything. Um, when I was growing up, my mom got us into. Uh, uh, was it uh, Les Mis and it's the 10th anniversary soundtrack uh, that they did on PBS. That's amazing. Right? And and so when we, I mean, with the musical, it's fine. Like, I can get behind that. But when we've seen the movies, like, that they put out, yeah. especially the most recent one, and the one that I can't stand the most is, is like, everyone else is Russell Crowe. Um, <laughs> that's that's the standard. Like, everyone hates oh, him in that movie. But, but it's, so, it's so because... I mean, it's not even just because of him. It's because, like, Philip Quast, who plays Javert in the 10th anniversary one, has such a powerhouse of a voice. And you're just like, really? Like... What's this? What's going on here? I don't understand. <laughs> it's like... At least with Marius, like, Eddie Redmayne was, was okay-ish. Like, he can't reach what Michael Ball could. But he, he got... He was a close approximation. With with uh, Crow, it's just kind of like there's no contest here. Like, get him out of this. This is not his playground. <laughs> like, away with you, away. <laughs> but yeah, no, I have the that same problem with like original voice cast and like anyone else taking over the role. At times, you're like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. It's yeah. hard. It's so much. So with like with, with your uh, your fandom towards Hamilton, like. When was the the last time? I'm, I'm assuming it might have been Star Wars when you got like really excited about like making a collection of of of, uh, of dresses. Uh, it's it's. I mean, Star Wars was, was the biggest one that got me like the, an amazing like social media following because mm-hmm. that stuff went like legitimately went viral. Yeah, and nothing nothing really has since. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what was what that was about. Yeah, <laughs> why this? Um, I know why, but uh, no, I. I actually, the collections I've been putting, and, like, I call them collections that I put out, but, like, cause I, I just take photos and, and then release it to, like, press stuff to be like, oh, does you, do you guys want to write about this? Because mm-hmm. I like it. I really love the Civil War collection I did, too, around Captain America. Because mm-hmm. um, it was a Black Widow dress, and there's, I don't like what's out for Black Widow currently, and what is out. Yeah, um, it's, like, a very, uh, it's like, dearth of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was like... I want to do a Black Widow dress, and I was like, "There's same with Captain. There's really not a lot of really cool Captain stuff because it's all, it's just the same thing over and over again, the same art on the same stuff." Yeah. Um, or they have to put a shield on. Like, the, I when I was at Wheel of Fine, I was like, "You have to have the shield on, it, otherwise no one knows what it is." And I'm like, oh, okay. "I think we know what Captain America looks like. Yeah. We also know what Chris Evans looks like." Yeah, that too. We do. <laughs> we like, no I have no problems finding him in yeah. a crowd. <laughs> yeah, um, and. Uh, and then there's there's absolutely nothing for Falcon, and I, and I I had these ideas to do like a cool cape dress for Falcon because he has wings, mm-hmm. and that'd be really cool. So I'm super proud of the Falcon dress, and it has gotten like 
no attention, and it makes me so sad, because, like, this dress is so freaking awesome, and I only made, like, one of each dress, and I just photoed it on some friends of mine, and just was like, here's what I think Civil War could be, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I'm still super proud of that freaking dress, because it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen this one. You should, uh, if, if you send it, I can, like, attach it to the podcast when it goes out. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I'll send you over, um, and it, I, what, what sucked was, I posted a picture on my Instagram of my friend, Abria, who's also in a Hamilton shoot, wearing it, and, I mean, I'm watching my analytics all the time, and I was like, I was only getting, like, two or 300 likes on a photo, and she got, like, no likes. Oh. And I, I went to her, and I was like, I think Instagram's racist, because you're black, and, like, it's not showing, and she was like, no, it's true, they they actually, like, there are a lot of algorithms built in where, like, if you are, like, if you are black, only certain people will see your stuff, because... I don't, I don't know. Really? Yeah, and I, I found out from other people, like, there are certain algorithms built in. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not going to stop me from using non-white models. You sh- no, it shouldn't. It's like... <laughs> what the hell? Um, but but I, I, it made me so mad. I was like, this is the coolest dress. And it's not... It, it got a couple... Like, some... Uh, I did a video of, of the movement of it, because we grabbed a quick video, and I put it in slow-mo. Mm-hmm. And, like, that got a good response. But when it was just the picture, it just got, like, exponentially less likes than the other photos that I would release. So... Do you, fi- do you find that that's an, uh, I mean, aside from the blatant racism of Instagram, apparently, <laughs> uh, do, do you find that that is an issue sometimes with, like, trying to show, like, the, um, I guess, the nuances of these kinds of dresses? Because, I mean, like you're saying, Falcon, uh, his distinguishing thing is that he's got these wings and also that little, what, uh, uh, mechanical drone of his now. Um, <laughs> so, like, static photos are only going to get you so much. Do you find that maybe do you find that shooting videos like help sometimes it does uh, especially because so my stuff it, it photo is great but seeing the movement of it mm-hmm. shows you the fullness of like my skirts and of everything and so yeah videos and like boomerangs are, are really really great uh, i just don't naturally go to that because i'm not uh, I, I am my own business so i have to do everything but mm-hmm. i'm not like naturally like a marketing person so i'm not i'm not always thinking initially of like oh get a video of every single thing like at the Hamilton shoot we got boomerangs of as much as I could think of but I was also you know making sure that everyone got changed for the next look and making sure that we got the shot from the photographer of the stuff that I wanted and making sure the music was right and trying to periscope and I was like I'm doing too many things I'm gonna crash my brain yeah <laughs> so um so yeah like I definitely I try but it doesn't always it's not always successful because I'm just like some, like for some of my shoots that I do it's so last minute and just like hey my friend that's available is going to come over and we have, I have two hours with them and just shoot whatever I can and then go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like my, my, uh, mischief collection, the office wear stuff that I've put out. Um, I don't think I got any video of it because I was, I only had my friend Devin for like an hour and a half. And so I was like, okay, I have an hour and a half to shoot everything that I possibly can with you. Let me get the photos out. And then I was like, Oh, also video. Eh, it's not that important. <laughs> No, and I I can understand that where you're just you're trying to do like five hundred different things, and uh, and especially with being your own business, like having to market yourself in a way that seems so counterintuitive. To- yeah, it's it's so hard, like just being on my own. <laughs> like, oh my um, it's 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 hard. Like when I was under Mighty Fine, We Love Fine, it was I still was in charge of a lot of that stuff of like making sure that the campaigns got out properly and whatever, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, doing it all on my own. I'm like, this is a nightmare. It's yeah. totally worth it, and I will live through it. But it is not easy. And then so when people, when people, like when I was prepping the Hamilton stuff, I would have people comment like, "Oh my God, are you gonna do Mariah, Miss Mariah Reynolds? Are you gonna do Peggy?" And I'm like, I need you to, I need you all to calm down for a second <laughs> because it's literally me doing all of it. <laughs> like, like everyone, chill out. 
own channel, and I'm trying to still make money on stuff, so I'm still trying to take commissions and orders. Like, shh, <laughs> talk less. <laughs> <laughs> so, They're like, oh, I see what you did. I see. And you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, no, I can throw seriously. Back in the Hamilton. I'm, I can do this now. But yeah, so like, I, <laughs> so it's, I love comments, and I love getting the feedback, but I'm also like, okay. Or, or when, um, oh, I think when Civil War came out, so there were a couple, like, there's always negative comments whenever Nerdist posts because Nerdist has just such a huge audience that, like, there are trolls. Yeah, yeah. And so there were, like, one or two of, like, ugh, but, like, she didn't do this other character or, ugh, <laughs> then, th- those dresses look horrible. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, it's like, hey, do you have uh, the ability to sew a dress? Yeah. And maybe you make it. <laughs> yeah, and I, oh, I remember when um, Force, my Force Awakens stuff came out, like Captain Phasma, mm-hmm. um, I released the pictures and... On, on the Nerdist uh, Facebook page, people were like, ugh, the, they all look like club wear. And I replied, I was like, I'm sorry, you feel that way. Like, could you explain to me why? Like, oh, well, it, it all just looks like it's all, like, screen printed. And when I was like, nope, it's it would be a nightmare to screen print all this stuff on the Phasma. That's all piping. That's all sewn in detail. Oh, I didn't realize. I was like, yeah, what else makes you think it's club wear? Well, it's just really short. And I was like, okay, well, that was literally made for, like, per commission for somebody that wanted it that way. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like it, I, I lengthen it if you just tell me. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize. I'm like, oh, you didn't realize you were being an asshole? Mm. Like, well, you were. Like, go don't figure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, people don't realize what what jerks they're being until they're confronted yeah. by it. Hmm. Yeah, and so I, I don't do it as much anymore, but at that time I had nothing else to do, and I was like, I'm going to go and comment back on these people. And it, a, a lot of them were just like, oh, I had no idea you were an actual person. Like, I didn't realize it was a person who did this. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, I'm okay. just a human being. Uh, <laughs> go figure, it, it gets produced somehow. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm not a licensed company, I'm just doing this. I was doing it for funsies, and then I realized that no licensed company wanted to hire me because mm-hmm. my f- former employer had like slandered me to a lot of them. So I was like, what? well, goodness on my own then. Aww. <laughs> like, whatever. No, that sucks because I mean, cause I mean, as someone who doesn't know much about like, you know, clothing or, or anything like that, I mean, I, I have hands that just don't want to do anything productive sometimes. <laughs> uh, they, just like looking at the stuff that you, you produce, like even, even like the, the BB-8 dress that came out or the, the Ray, uh, one, like the, the final outfit she's wearing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, it's like, it looks so well made and so beautiful and, the the women that are wearing them, you know, uh, the especially like some of the plus size women that I've seen uh, just rocking these dresses have been yeah. amazing. Yeah, well, I am bigger. Like I, I'm like one, sometimes even two x different brands, and mm-hmm. so for me, no matter what company I work for, whether it's myself or with others, like it's just important that women like women of all sizes and mm-hmm. shapes can look good. And like, not everyone's going to look good in everything. That's just not possible. Mm-hmm. But I want to do as much as possible to make sure that curvy girls can still have stuff because pretty much everything is made for like a size two, like sixteen year old girl. Yeah, in, 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 in like juniors clothing, and which is fine. But um, there's other sizes and shapes available. What? What? So, no. And so when I was at Wheel of Fine, that was the, my big crusade. Like as soon as I stepped in, I was like, I am not using any of your existing bodies because they're made for a 16 year old girl and mm-hmm. that's not who I am. And it's not who my, who I want my customers to be. Um, I know that when you go to conventions, you're seeing a lot of women that are in their twenties and older mm-hmm. who aren't necessarily a size two. And there are like my, one of my good friends is Chloe Dexter, who's like a size two or zero and she's super skinny and she's in her twenties, but you know, that's not everyone. Mm-hmm. And she still looks great in everything I designed. <laughs> so <laughs> let me design for a bigger girl now. So 
it, it was a source of a lot of tension when I was there too, because the, mm-hmm. the other people at the company didn't necessarily agree with me, but, um, but it made them sales <laughs> and it, it made them a lot of sales. They, they just and, assumed that ever the only people buying their stuff were 16 year old girls. Well, they just never tried. Like they just never, uh, there was a designer before me that all, that did care, but she, uh, but she wasn't there for very long, and so she couldn't affect much. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just, I was a fangirl, and I was one of the few people at the com- at at the parent company that was a fangirl, and I was like, no, 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 like there's there's a lot of girls my size that uh, are obsessed with Captain America, mm-hmm. and there, we we can't necessarily wear the dresses where it's all like the detail on his on his waist because that's drawing attention to our waist mm-hmm. and not in the best way, and can't put a star on the boobs because then it's going to stretch out as we stretch it out because <laughs> we have boobs um so i just kind of like took it in a different direction and like i did like the dolman top there that was a huge seller for them because it's an over it's it's a it's an outerwear piece so you can wear it over top of a regular outfit mm-hmm. it's subtle um it's using lace so it's a little bit more feminine too which isn't used a lot mm-hmm. uh in geek fashion at least and so it was all these things and i my boss was just like, I have no idea what that's supposed to be. Like, <laughs> you're like, it's, no one's uh, gonna buy it. it's a like, big that's... seller. <laughs> that's what uh, it is. Yeah, it, it was their top seller for that collection. Like, it sold out within like two days, which never happens. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, she was like, customers won't understand this. I'm like, they will. You have to have faith in them. They will. And sure enough, they did. And I was like, yeah, women understand this. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we it... know this. It's, so, it's kind of it, the same thing like when, um, I, I don't know how much of a comic book reader you are at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I used to be a huge one and I haven't had as much time recently, but I still buy them. Cause... Yeah. Uh, well, it's just that there are certain artists, you know, mostly women artists who understand how fashion works, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's like I'll read, you know, Batgirl uh, and, you know, yeah, Babs Tar. Amazing. Oh my god, it's like she she draws clothes that makes me want to be more of a fashionista sometimes. We're like, man, if those clothes existed in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, her... Oh, even the new Scarlet Witch. Like, I've, I mm. read an interview with the the artist that does Scarlet Witch and how, like, I think it's a dude, he, like, did a bunch of research on modern, like, modern high fashion and he wanted her to be this, like, fashionista. And I, I pulled every sketch that they had uploaded of his. So I was like, this is all so inspirational. Mm-hmm. Well, and even, like, uh, Kevin Wada, who does those, uh, yeah. like, covers and everything, and I, he doesn't do much interiors at, at this point, but, you know, uh, he just, he finds that way to just skirt that line between, like, 80s and, mm-hmm. you know, modern fashion, or sometimes just goes blatantly 80s and no one cares. Uh, yeah. I'm fine with it. The 80s are back in style, too. Yeah, the, it, every, what, 20, well, now it's been 30 years or so. Like, yeah, it's fashion is cyclical. <laughs> it just swings back around. We're going to get into the grunge phase at some point again. So, yep. It's like, yay, let's just start listening to Nirvana again. <laughs> I just immediately go, I watch a lot of Parks and Rec, like a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watch it. And like, just Tom Haverford, I'm like, they're just now getting into Nirvana. I don't know how hard to tell them what happens to Kurt Cobain. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Parks and Rec is like literally on repeat. As soon as the season, uh, the series ends, I replay it all because I just—it's the one thing I can like listen to mm-hmm. and just enjoy while I sew. Oh no, I've yeah, I've had it on when I um when I'm writing something or whatever, and uh, it, it's 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 difficult because I'll just get wrapped up in the episode though. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and that's that's why it's only Parks and Rec because like I did that with Star Trek, and I would end up, and I've watched a billion episodes of TNG or whatever, but I would find myself just staring at it even <laughs> recently, just like oh god, I haven't rewatched this in a while, and. <laughs> I did it with the, I was rewatching the West Wing and, and same thing. I was like, I kept staring. I'm like, oh my God, they're all so pretty. <laughs> it's like, oh, and Josh, Josh Lyman. <laughs> oh God, Josh Lyman, you're so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Sam Seaborn, I love you. Um, so yeah, so I was like, I have to uh, chill it out. It can really pretty much only be Parks and Rec, maybe Futurama. 
Maybe. Yeah, Futurama is a difficult one because I can kind of zone it out, uh-huh. but m- most of the time I just start like listening again for those jokes, and and you miss yeah. stuff that you're like, oh my god, I haven't heard that quote in forever. And yeah, well, and I used to, when I when I got into Futurama, I downloaded them and uh, forever ago, and they it, when I downloaded them, it came with the um, commentary. Oh the yeah, first, yeah, yeah. The first four seasons, which is hilarious because it's always Matt Groening and. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's Granick and um, David uh, X Cohen. David X Cohen, and then they bring in the voice actors, and I, and I just oh my god, it was amazing. So I really wish Netflix offered commentary tracks because mm-hmm. like I would just be like autoplay the commentary track. Same with Lord of the Rings. I can put Lord of the Rings on and just do the commentary track. Yeah, no, I did that. Uh, I wrote a paper in college uh, to. I was listening to the Return of the King extended edition commentary. Yeah, it's amazing with all and also with the with Lord of the Rings. There's the director's commentary track there's the like artist's commentary track mm-hmm. and there's the uh the cast uh, the, the cast and there's a fourth one though. i think there's four of them. so i'm like you could spend like a solid month yes. just watching the extended commentaries <laughs> or like watching and listening to them and and the cast one is just so hilarious i when i was in high school i tried to write out the, like a, basically a script of everything that was said in the first in the fellowship because mm-hmm. I had a I had script writing software and I was like oh I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna write out everyone <laughs> and I got like uh, easily an hour in and then I was like okay this is crazy like, yeah like why am I doing this <laughs> no one wants this this isn't being asked for on the internet <laughs> like I just need something to spend my time doing <laughs> yeah it was basically the break from like reading and writing fan fiction I was like I'm just gonna do this too there you go um but no like I yeah I I love and I, I wish that was available streaming because i i work in a room where i don't have a tv and so i'm like if it's not streaming i mm-hmm. can't easily have access to it while i'm working i would assume some some poor bastard or some wonderful <laughs> citizen actually put it up on youtube somewhere that's true but like with the commentary track oh yeah that well that part and then you have like fair use stuff where they would just be like uh yeah that's the whole movie you can't do that <laughs> yeah well there's a podcast that i heard of recently um, and I can't remember what its name was at the moment, but like they they sync up to, to like a TV show that I also enjoyed, and so I was like, oh, I need to download that podcast because like you then I can play like it was honestly it was like Veronica Mars, and so mm-hmm. you play at the same time they do, and then they're talking over it because I just love hearing people talking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, I'm like I need to get in, I need to figure out what that show was. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm a huge uh, behind the scenes person, commentary yeah. tracks. I, I bought a uh, Deadpool on Blu-ray and list immediately listened to the Ryan Reynolds commentary. <laughs> yeah, oh I haven't done that yet because I because it's on a, it's on a DVD, which I don't can't easily do mm-hmm. during the day. So I have to wait for that to be like a thing that like my husband and I listen to, but he doesn't really care for listening to commentaries. Oh yeah, so. Like, like, okay, it's just something I have to do during the day, one day. <laughs> that can always be the thing where you're just kind of like, okay, uh, this is my thing, this is your thing, how yeah. do we f- how do we oh, figure we, this one we out? Do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I just, tonight, I know you want to probably play, he's playing Uncharted 4 right now, or mm-hmm. whatever the new one is, and I'm like, I'm just going to go in the other room and just do something else. He's like, yeah, totally, whatever. Like, <laughs> or, or I'll even curl up next to him and play Hyrule Warriors on my Wii U while he plays on the TV. I love it. Like. We have such a, a, a great partnership, because it's just, you do your thing, I do mine, and if we happen to cross paths, cool. It's like, oh yeah, we happen to share a bedroom too, awesome! Yeah, <laughs> maybe not the same sleep schedule though, oh. I like to stay up late sometimes. There we go. Yeah, my uh, my roommate in college, he was, a, I mean, he was an avid video gamer, and uh, I was trying to read stuff for school, and so he would play while I would read, and every once in a while I'd look up and just kind of watch what he was doing, and then go back to my book, and so it was a nice symbiotic relationship. Yes. You're like, oh, that's interesting, and 
I, I got on his nerves one time when he was playing like old school Final Fantasy where you like stop everything and you plug in what you're going to do and everything. And I'm so used to real time play that I was getting so impatient watching him do that. <laughs> and then just started going like, I've been waiting. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> just go for it. And he'd be like, are you done? Like, no. <laughs> oh, it's just, yeah, doing real time play stresses me out. I have to be able to like, pause and like reassess stuff and mm. yeah. yeah i'm much more they're like just go in there and hit everything no i'm the i'm the character like in skyrim that's like let me eat these 17 potatoes first <laughs> i keep the cheese wheels no i just love the idea of it's just 17 potatoes <laughs> no, i would always, i would i was ugh, i'm the worst in those games because i just grab everything when i go to like the like when i steal i'm like oh just steal all the food too why not why do i have 35 cheese wheels oh because they heal me really well in battle there <laughs> So you're basically the uh, fantasy game version of a hoarder. Yes. There yes, we I go. Definitely. Am. And I would go back. To, I had like three or four houses across Skyrim, and like I would just go back to one of them and be like, "Okay, shove all the stuff into this dresser. Okay, this dresser is full. Okay, shove all the." <laughs> and I would try to organize. Like, only put swords in this dresser, and my other dresser is for armor. I'm like, oh god. It's like I have a cabinet full of cheese wheels right now, and the cheese wheels didn't need a cabinet. I just put them in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> just stacked up in the corner. No, so like that, yeah. I'm I'm such a hoarder of these games, and like it's 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 the best and the worst. <laughs> but I'm also a bit of a hoarder in real life in terms of fabric. If it's a piece of fabric that I love, I buy it and I buy like a ton of it because I'm like just in case. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have a particular type of fabric that you like prefer over others, or is it just kind of like I see it, I buy it? It's a bit of I see it, I buy it. Currently, I'm trying to focus mostly on uh, like spandex blended fabrics because mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing for my ready to wear stuff. Because uh, it's just so much easier to sew and to, like, make sure it fits well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll have customers that give me, like, detailed measurements. And I'm like, I don't need that. <laughs> I just need, like, your bust and your waist. Because I'm working with a stretch fabric. And so it's going to, as long as you're within, like, a f- four-inch, you know, uh, leeway, like, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And so, and I had one um, friend that had come over because she wanted to help me with some stuff. And the first thing she did, she went through all of my dresses and she was just like, I can't figure, I couldn't figure out where your zippers are when you post pictures. And I'm like, Oh, I don't, most of the time I'm not using zippers because I hate installing them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just another step. I'd rather just sew it up with like my, my serger and call it a day. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm just, and I think there's a couple of, there's a couple of people online too, that like on Instagram that follow me that are, that are always wanting to ask questions because they want to figure out how I'm doing what I'm doing. Cause it's, different mm-hmm. so I'm like yeah I'm like I'm not 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 using zippers is one of them because it's fine but so yeah so I I work with like cotton lycra or uh, I call it scuba because that's what some of my vendors call it but it's like it's called techno officially mm-hmm. um, it's like a thinner it's it's not neoprene at all but it, it has similar qualities to neoprene mm-hmm. um and then um like I did a Padme dress recently and so that's like a stretch velvet on top of a, a double scuba um or double techno and so yeah, basically, if it's a stretch fabric, I'm probably messing around with it in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also just a good. I pretty much see everything that I do, every piece that I make, as like a study or like a test for myself. Like, okay, how am I going to make put this together? How am I going to make it happen mm-hmm. the way that I want it to? And so, yeah, all, <laughs> I'm still learning. Like, every, and I, I've been working with stretch, stretch fabrics for very long, probably like only a year. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, uh, I just dive in, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to let my lack of knowledge stop me from making it. <laughs> No, that, no that's awesome. I admire that, definitely. <laughs> Thanks. I, uh, 
my sheer force of will is making it happen, I think. So you're a Green Lantern is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't get that reference. <laughs> I'm not a huge DC fan. Okay, no, no, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, basically, the Green Lanterns, you know, they, their their primary, like, emotion, quote-unquote, is willpower, which is basically just courage. Oh, then yes, I am. Yeah, so, so yes, you win that ring. That'll come to you eventually. <laughs> <laughs> And then you'll be like, what the hell is this? And they're like, ugh. Uh, okay, maybe I'll get into Green Lantern. There, no, you don't have to, quite frankly. It's it's fine. <laughs> Unless you want to watch the really horrific Ryan Reynolds movie that he did, which isn't worth your time either. No, so. no I do not. There we go. At all. Then you are a wiser person than I. Uh, so we're, we're at a little bit over an hour. Um, okay. So before we go, uh, I was going to ask... Uh, is is there any fandom that you haven't tackled yet that you would want to do something uh, like a, either a collection or just you know find a way to do a dress based off of? Um, I feel like I've touched a lot of my favorite ones. Well, what my favorite one of my favorite fandoms is one that like no one knows, which is Sabriel, or it's the Old Kingdom trilogy by Garth Nix. Okay, um, it's my favorite books, like my favorite book and my favorite book series. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like saying something because Potter, I have tattoos for like I love Potter, but um, what Potter Sab- tattoos? <laughs> I have I have a mudblood tattoo on my left arm where Hermione was uh, carved in the movie. Oh wow! And it's it's white ink with pink accents, so it looks like a scar. Like it, it freaks people out when I, when I point it out. Most people can't tell it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I'm like, oh yeah, I have a mudblood tattoo. Oh my god! It's like, <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> it's, it's really cool. I love it. And so um, I need to, I need to get more more ink, but it's just it's costly and you know, oh yeah. Time. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I I. Sabriel is one that I really, really want to do, but um, I, it's again similar to Hamilton, where it's owned like it's, it's, the IP is owned by this like artist, by this writer. Mm-hmm. So I want to actually talk to him about licensing and doing a small collection based on his characters and stuff because I would love to. And I, and there, I feel like there's a small enough like cult fandom around it that um, it would work. He, the books initially came out in like nineteen. The first book came out in like ninety two or ninety three. Mm-hmm. So it's it's along the same time frame as like when Game of Thrones came out or A Song of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. And while the world is not nearly as vast as that, um, it's still it's a similar like magical but also real world, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So um, I would love to do that. And then also, I don't think I've done anything for Legend of Zelda, which is my favorite video game too of all oh, time. Really? So um, I want to. I have a ton of designs, like a ton of Zelda and Link inspired designs mm-hmm. and I'm moving into wanting to do blazers they're more costly and time consuming because I have to do it, do it through my factory yeah. but I have like I have like Midna and Link and Zelda inspired blazers because I think that would be rad um, do you do you often do that with your do you just like just start drawing and it becomes something or do you have like yeah. something in mind usually yeah I it depends like sometimes I have I, I normally go into my sketchbook with a few things in mind like okay I need to sketch for a client they want you know um, a Wally dress or they want uh, a princess dress whatever but then I just start like free, like riffing off of a sketch and I'm like oh well this is a really cool idea and this actually applies really well to this other character because of the silhouette or because of something on it mm-hmm. um and so then i just have like all these riffs of just like oh and, and like I, when i'm scrolling through my sketchbook with uh, friends that come over i'm just like well and and i was drawing this and then i realized that actually that looked a lot like uh <laughs> iron man and so that became this iron man dress and <laughs> there i was like wait that's also uh hawkeye wait okay so like here's why <laughs> and also ant-man so um it works for everybody yeah so i was like oh i can make this one pattern um, so it's a lot of that, and, and because I also sew, I also am thinking of ideas as I'm sewing, like I was sewing up, um, so, uh, something, 
I think that's how I figured out Ant-Man. I was sewing up the, my Iron Man dress, and I was like, this is very similar to Ant-Man silhouette, too. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I could I could totally make this Ant-Man. Ugh, I don't have time. So <laughs> there's a lot of riffing there, too. I think that's what makes um, what I do different than what's out there right now, because, like, I'm also a seamstress, so I'm, think, I'm thinking of other things, mm-hmm. um, like construction in a way that other people don't. So yeah, I like it. Definitely. I like it a lot. Uh, and has there has there ever been a commission that just challenged you to the point where you're just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this? Oh my god, every single one. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know how much you know you delve into me, but like my 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 biggest commission to date still is um, Ashley Eckstein's gown for the Hurrydurns Fashion Show the first year, mm-hmm. uh, the Totoro gown. And I mean, I I I I believe in myself 100. percent Like I'm like I can yeah. do anything. But when we were talking about it, I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to make this happen? I sketched it out, and it was, it was inspired by Zach Poston, who's one of my favorite fashion designers. And his stuff is so beautiful, but I have no freaking idea how he does it because he is legitimately a genius. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I have no idea how you do your stuff, but I want to do it. So um, I sketched like 12 different looks for her for Totoro. She picked one, like my favorite one. And I was like, cool, awesome, yeah, this is no problem. Yeah, totally. Oh, do you know how you're going to make it? Yeah, totally. <clears throat> no idea yeah um, <laughs> you turn off to the corner like i have no fucking idea no fucking idea what i'm doing like i i, I joke i'm like i'm basically a science cat or i'm like i'm just in front of a bunch of test tubes i have no idea what i'm doing like, <laughs> so um but that's how every commission is i'm like i almost every now i'm getting better at it but like everything is i i don't know how i'm gonna do this i'm gonna problem solve it as i go mm-hmm. and because i have like sheer force of will i have some I, not sewing i have a lot of sewing knowledge now i've got like a decade and a half of sewing knowledge so I have all these things working with me, um, and I always have—I always have really, really cool clients that like they understand if I have to make a change because of the way that I'm sewing it, or because the fabric isn't available. Like I, I'm so lucky that I have cool people that I work with. Mm-hmm. So, um, so thankfully it works out. But like I'm, the Padme dress I was making, the um, based on her Senate look from episode two, mm-hmm. um, I had been talking to my client about it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I could totally make this happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, okay, cool. And I'm like. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what turns out. I'm not going to tell you that, but we're going to see. And it turned out great. And I'm, I'm still in the process of finishing it up because I had to move over to Hamilton stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like even that was like, okay, yeah, we're going to do it as a coat. I don't really like making coats because they're pains and there's a lot of like nuances to coat making. Yeah. Okay, well, I can do it as like a dress, kind of as a coat. Okay, so it's just, in, my brain is always working and my husband laughs and jokes. He's like, I'll go out to dinner. And he's like, why do you look angry? And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm thinking about how I'm going to finish this thing. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm fine. I'm excited for the food to arrive. I'm starving. But also, how am I going to finish this project? Like, <laughs> no, that's so, how I am when I when I think I, I scowl a lot more. And so people yeah. are just like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just thinking this problem through. And they're like, you look really pissed off. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, can't. Oh, yeah, I was going through, um, I had a friend uh, yesterday at the Hamilton shoot taking photos just because I couldn't have be on my phone all the time. And I was scrolling through today and I saw one of me looking super pissed at my <laughs> photographer. And I was like, it was early on in the shoot. I'm like, I know I, I wasn't, I wasn't angry at all at the shoot. I, it was an awesome shoot. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what were we talking about that I just had this like, what? And I'm like, I'm sure what she asked, like, do you, do you think we should do this thing first or this other thing first? And I'm sure I was like, huh. Hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, God, I, my, my default face, and I, I, I just have a default, like, resting bitch face, whatever they want to call it. Like, right, I yeah. do. Like, I, I stumbled across a blog when I was in college because I was, I was Google searching my name because I was about to graduate. And I was like, oh, I need to make a website. I wonder if it's already out there about me. <laughs> Googling it. And this blog popped up where people, like, people from my band when I was in marching band in high school had written about 
me. Use my full name like the idiots that we are in high school. It's like, oh yeah, like Katie Elhoffer, like just all she does is glare at me. Like, what the hell? Like, she is so mean. And I, I tracked the kids down. And I was like, hey, I want you to know I wasn't glaring at you. I didn't even know who you were. I was trying to play my music and because, and I was also I was the star of my band because like I was just, I practiced like crazy and I loved music mm-hmm. um, and I was in the pit so I was in the very front with the marimbas and the xylophones and the bells and all that yeah so I was like um if you thought I was glaring at you it's because I was trying to remember the song like I was <laughs> trying to and because I was in charge of making sure that like the pit ran properly so I'm like don't worry I'm glad you thought that it was so like egocentric and narcissistic that I was looking at you I wasn't you were nothing to me because I was worrying about me. Like, and, and then I was like, oh, by the way, remove my full name because now this, this has been archived into the Google search f- feature, so mm-hmm. delete this. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and by the way, Merry Christmas. Uh. Yeah, I even went so down and like tracked down one of the girl's brother because I was so mad about what she'd said. And it was a girl that like had pretended to be a friend of mine, and I was like, you are actually a bitch. And the fact that I found this out like years later, like, <laughs> that's terrible. So yeah. what you say online, people, because it will come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah, it's like, or, you know, just, you know, even just taking, putting pictures of people up on the internet for no apparent reason other than to complain about them. Yeah, there's a lot, like, people don't realize how bad trolling can be, and I love, I love when I see, like, I follow, like, George Takei mm-hmm. on Facebook, like, when I see him, like, reblog one of the, like, great, of, like, oh, this person thought she was just being casually racist on Facebook, and they end up getting fired from her job because of it, I'm like, good. Yeah. <laughs> You should learn to be careful. I learned a hard, the hard way in college. Like, I had a teacher that got very upset about what I posted. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not going to go bitching online anymore. There <laughs> like, we go. It's like it's turns a... out it's not a safe space. Somehow it finds its way back to me in some way. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And so I'm like, okay, if I, if I really need to, po- like, type something up and post it, I will post it, like, either to, like, a private Facebook post that only I see, mm-hmm. or if I want to go, well, remember my live journal password, I'll post it there privately. <laughs> like... You don't have to make everything public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a lesson that I learned back in in college. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna coast off that now. Don't do that. It's like your feelings can sometimes just stay with you. Yeah, it's okay. Or uh, that's what the phone is for, and you call your best friend, mm-hmm. or you call like you don't have to put it on like. And there's so many people that I know that just post everything online, and that's fine. And but it doesn't. I don't know any of them that it works out for. Yeah. Um, no. All of them are like, you know, I, I lost a job, and I think it's because of something I wrote. I'm like, well, then maybe you shouldn't write so much. Mm. Like, no, I, I don't know. I, the fan fiction. I always feel like, you know, I don't do enough promotion of my site because, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about with, like, yeah. the self-promotion and marketing and whatnot. But I'm like, I'm just not, like, I, I'm much more a natural talker when I'm, like, talking with a real person or, like, Same. you know, Same. Like, doing this kind of thing. But if it's, like, I have to post what I had for breakfast or something like that or, you know, anything that comes to mind, like, I don't live in that world. I can't. And so it makes it a lot harder when you're just looking at people who can just, like, somehow find a way to make that work for themselves. You're like, I, I, no, that's just not me. Yeah, it's so not me. I I love sharing what I'm working on very much. Like, I I love sharing in-progress photos because I'm Mm -hmm. so proud of what I do. And I I get, like, so excited about what I'm making. But um, I'm, I'm just not good at just anything else really like and even i sent out press releases and like i'm like Kath, uh, l offer design has a new collection i'm like this sounds so freaking pretentious right? like, <laughs> I, I hate this so much every time i have to do a byline like if i'm writing something for like a, a site or anything like that yeah. i'm just like okay how do i make myself sound interesting without like really overdoing it <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm the same way. Like, I'm ter- I had to pass my latest PR thing to like a friend of mine. She's like, "Can you make this not sound terrible?" Because to me, it sounds terrible. She's like, "No, it sounds great." 
no, it sounds terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would like very much to just not have to do any of that stuff because mm-hmm. I, it, it just, it, I don't know, it, it just makes me feel weird. Yeah. Like, it's like, I, 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 I'm, I'm all for about bragging about myself. I love what I do, but mm-hmm. Not like that. There's a there's this uh, just a uh, streak of humbleness I think that goes through a lot of people where you're just like I don't feel comfortable yeah. talking about myself like this. Yeah, I just can't afford a, a press release person, like, yeah. like a marketing person. It's, I can't yet. <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm not. I, I. It's like I'm not enough of a narcissist to be able to write these things about myself. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I think that's a good place to leave off on narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Katie, where where can people uh, find your stuff online if they would like to communicate with you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm at Elhoffer Design across pretty much all social, mm-hmm. um, pre- predominantly Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those allow for direct messaging, so you know, go for it. Or they can email me, Catherine with a C uh, at elhofferdesign.com. Um, there's also at my website, lhoffordesign.com, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a contact form, which is actually the best way if they want to commission something. Cause I have like a little write up of like, here's what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way, cause I've had people that reach out to me of like, I really want this crazy, crazy anime inspired thing, but I only want to spend like $50. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not the person for you. Um, <laughs> so, well, if you want it like, poorly made, then sure. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, and so, and also like, I don't. I don't touch certain things. Like I don't, I, I don't really do costumes anymore. So like, I don't, I don't want to do costumes. If you, if you want me to do an anime thing for you, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna tell you no. Um, <laughs> so just be prepared. <laughs> um, so that's the, probably the best way. And then, um, yeah, if they want to like follow me on Instagram, it's Instagram's really where I post so many of my things. Cause mm-hmm. I just love posting pictures, um, of my work. And then, um, Facebook is somewhat active and then Twitter is mostly where I just like retweet <laughs> random things that I like. Um, they can follow me on Tumblr, but Tumblr is definitely where my social activist side is. And mm-hmm. so I'm like reblogging stuff that I care about uh, or cats, which I also care about. <laughs> you, there's got to be a way for it all to work out. Like we're I, all... To me, it does. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> to my like 500 Tumblr followers, they, they like it. <laughs> <laughs> like a cat and political activism? Yes! <laughs> Yeah, that was my true home. So, much. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so those those are uh, the best places, and then uh, my website is also my storefront for my uh, stock items that I carry, and mm-hmm. then uh, my Etsy also has those same items listed. It's cheaper on my website because I'm not having to pay Etsy fees. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like really, what I would love to have people come by is my uh, Loki inspired blazer and dress because that that's in pre order right now, and mm-hmm. my factory's starting it up, and it's costing me a lot of money, um, but. <laughs> It's just something that I really believe in. I've working on geek office wear for a couple years now, mm-hmm. and everyone that I've worked for is just like, no, that, nobody wants that. And I'm like, I'm trying to prove them wrong <laughs> by selling them to be like, nope, people do want office wear inspired by their characters because that's empowering. We still want to look like we're professionals while wearing the things that we love. Right. Yeah. So I'm trying to prove them wrong, and, and it would benefit me by then allowing me to do more office wear stuff. So... Yeah, right. if it does well, I'll do more blazers. And I have another one lined up that I want to do, mm-hmm. but I can't finance it until I can get this one paid off. All right. You all heard her. Get out yeah. there. Yeah. Buy them. Yeah. <laughs> do it. <laughs> uh, and uh, as always, the uh, the deets for Maniacal Geek and That Girl with the Curls, uh, you can go on Twitter at Darling underscore Sammy, S-A-M-M-Y. Uh, you can go to Facebook. That is for both si- uh, both the site and the podcast because I don't know how to consolidate branding. Uh, and uh, you can go to maniacalgeek.com to read any of the articles that I happen to put out as well as listen to this fine podcast. Um, and uh, once again, uh, Katie, thank you so much for coming on the on the show. Oh, 
Yeah. Thank I, you for having me. Yeah. If you ever want me back, I'm here. Definitely. We still, we, I think we need to talk more about Harry Potter and Hamilton and yes. how to like connect the two universes together and somewhat. <laughs> After I see the show, I should come back on and just rave. Oh my God. Yes. You should do that. <laughs> like, you should send all the pictures and then just be like, oh my God, I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that. I, I would love to do that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> then we have an accord. It's like, yay. Um, And as always, good night, everybody. What if your second hand scratched? Worn. You're still the best we've ever seen. So welcome, sewing machine, to us.